If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. They could have been battered like six or seven. It was absolutely horrendous from him. I mean, from the get-go, it just looked like City could score, like you say, six or seven goals. And Chelsea were very fortunate that they didn't. Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter, Bradley Morris, for our first show in 2021. How are you today, Brad? Sister shot from the top down, <laughs> and the country's on lockdown. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> <laughs> Something about our drive-by was the next bit. Oh man, I am feeling blue this morning. <laughs> Yes, uh, definitely worth it as the UK has entered another lockdown until I don't know when and I don't really care because we're not talking about coronavirus, we're talking football all the time as ever, as we are, the football podcasts. Should, um, should, should probably bin the politics jokes then other I'd wrote that. <laughs> I mean, if you can get into it, then oh, well, go I'll probably, win, I'll probably win that opening talk if... You go with the game, I hope you go with. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we have had a lot of Premier League games, uh, a full slate of fixtures, all bar one, which was Burnley Fulham, which was postponed due to a number of so, positive such tests. A shame. <laughs> due to a number of positive tests in that squad. Um, I mean, it only affected us because it was in our predictions league, but. Uh, we didn't go for anything entertaining. I mean, I went for a nil-nil and you went for a one-nil, so... Still cost yeah. me points. <laughs> um, so we got underway on Friday evening as Everton welcomed David Moyes back to go to some park as his West Ham side uh, travelled up there and took the winner late on thanks to a Thomas Suchek goal. Um, Continues to do the bits of my fancy saying that, look. <laughs> He's... I'll captain him in the next one and he won't do anything. Well, I mean, he's he's done really well since joining them. He's one of the most underrated players in the league. I'm saying it now. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I I feel like I had something quite similar to say. Like, he's doing really well in that West Ham team. Um, It's the Chick fil A, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say, he seems to be having the same, not as big as an impact as Dimitri Pyatt had at West Ham, but he seems to be having that same sort of impact, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. he he's their standout player on a yeah. regular basis. Um, the result for Everton sees them uh, in seventh place, whilst West Ham uh, remain in tenth. Um 
only three points behind the Toffees now heading into this FA Cup weekend. Uh, next up on Friday night saw our two teams clash as Manchester United welcomed Aston Villa to Old Trafford. Uh, the Red Devils took the lead just before half-time thanks to uh, Anthony Martial header from an Aaron Wan-Bissaka cross. It was a really good header from Martial. Poor defending from Tyrone Mings, you'd to say for that one. Um, However, just before the hour mark, Bertrand Traore levelled things up for Aston Villa. However, the, uh, they didn't stay level for much longer after uh, Paul Pogba was fouled and United were awarded a penalty, uh, which Bruno Fernandes converted to seal the three points for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side. And your thoughts? In a piece, in a piece, in a piece, in a piece. Right. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. In? In Vintage Man United, in their penalties for, you know, their players tripping themselves up. See, I've seen... We're going to say the contact. It's a tiny bit of contact, but Pogba's gone down from falling over his own feet. Yeah, but there was there was initial contact as well, so... Not enough to make him go down. Yeah, but... There's not enough We've, we've for had me. penalties overturned for the same thing. <laughs> for me, there, I think there's enough to uh, say that's a penalty. Yes, you do see the whole thing of Pogba tripping him up and he is a bit but stupid. Was he five minutes from, earlier that he was telling someone to dive himself? Uh, Luke Shaw. Because yeah, he's that incompetent. He won't do it. <laughs> mm, but... Uh, yeah, that was always going to be the controversial talking point of that game. Um, for me, it was given, uh, I think, I don't know whether there was much that VAR were ever going to overturn in that decision how, or not. How would they not ask him to go look at that? They obviously don't think he's made that big or that much of an error. It should be the error. VAR official's choice. Well, that's what it is. That's always the... be the bottom official on the pitch is seeing it happen. Yeah, well, we we did say that in a podcast um, uh, the other month or the other week now uh, when we came up with our ways to improve VAR. I said uh, how they should do it and it should be left with the on-field decisions of the referees. But um, yeah, for me, it's it's a controversial one. United get that penalty. Obviously, Fernandez score it, um, but if they don't, and he didn't do his hop, skip, and jump. Yeah, which was quite surprising. But it was still because he, he was coming up with the best goal in the league as well. It was still a good penalty. Um, he saved it though. Yeah. Do you think if that penalty wasn't given, do you think the result would have ended level, or do you think United would have went on and got a winner, or Villa themselves? No, I'd say I'd I'd like to say it would win. But no, I think it would have ended one on. Mm. I'm still counting the chances that we had at the end that weren't good enough. Yeah, there was definitely some good late chances uh, from the Villa side. Watkins well, uh, just proving he's the unlucky striker in the league again. <laughs> but yeah, um, three points for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer side to see them move level on points with Liverpool. Um, haven't played a game less with them. Uh, but speaking of Liverpool, they played yesterday 
against Ralph Hassan Hootel's Southampton side, and it was the host that won 1 0 thanks to an early goal from Danny Ings to give them the three points. Um, incredible result for Hassan Hootel's side. There's a lot cooler than this, despite being 1 0. Yeah, I mean. Look, Hassan Hootel's reaction at the end said it all. It's just a tactical masterclass from him. Hmm. Emotional bloke. He's like cloth, but less eccentric. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to think, we just take it back just over two years now, because it was December 2018 that he could have got the sack after the 9 0. Oh, no, December 2019, should I say? <laughs> no. Yeah, I meant 19. Um, they lost 9 0 to Leicester, uh, they were close to him being in the relegation zone and there was talk of him getting the sack. And now, ever since that game, they've looked great. Yeah, they have lost games, obviously, since that game, uh, but they have looked good and his tacticalness has been uh, really good. He's it's, it's making times. a 4-4-2 work. Mm. That's simple 4-4-2. That's the thing, though, sometimes all these fancy... Uh, tactics and uh, formations that new, these new managers do doesn't always work and it is sometimes the basics 4-4-2 that uh, gets you the victories and obviously Hassan Hootel proved that uh, yesterday If we go on to Liverpool very mm. debatable stuff from Trent Alexander-Arnold's part again Yeah, I think he had a he's getting, called out. he's getting called out a lot more for his defending Yeah, I mean and if we're keeping on the United thing as well, we need to talk Klopp's comments at the end, if you've seen. <sighs> Saying that Man United have been given more penalties than Liverpool. They were all agreeing time. with him. <laughs> yeah, then compared to him and his time at Liverpool. Um, yeah, they could have had some, yes, sir. I, well, there, was I the handball, there was the handball on Jack Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. It was, wasn't that aimed at goal? Mm, it's one of them you where you don't know what the handball role is anymore that's why it's such a farce yeah that's one you can't ever make a decision on the handball role because it seems to be each uh, decision is made up as they go along I think it's pretty much last season that would have been given yeah well you've got to say over this festive period as we came to an end to it now Liverpool haven't really played that good because I mean they've played three games um, obviously about uh, they drew West Brom 1-1, they drew 0-0 with Newcastle and then they've lost to Southampton 1-0. They've lost to relatives they should not be losing to any point. Like last season, they're running through teams and you know, running away the league. Yeah. Whereas now they're the, losing to teams who almost found them out a bit. Yeah. And, and in, in a way, they don't almost seem like they have a plan B. No, they don't. And obviously, with the Man United result and with them having a game in hand in them, it is now looking really bad for Liverpool in terms of trying to regain the Premier League again this season. You cannot lose the title to what was the shittiest Man United team at the start of the season. Well, yeah. I mean, um, Southampton winning it, then winning it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the Allison incident as well, when he came uh, running off his line and uh, Southampton nearly scored the second. Uh, I can't think who it was now. Uh, yeah, but he came, Allison came running out of his box 
uh, I think after a free ball was played by one of the Southampton players, completely missed it. The Southampton player, I can't think of who it was now, uh, nearly goes on and fucking scores it. Uh, however, one of the uh, Liverpool defenders manages to get back and uh, clears it off the line. But for me, I don't know what uh, Alisson was doing there at all. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, that was it. It was uh, Jan Valerie who set the uh, set the ball through and made it. Completely fails, uh, and then the shot goes towards the ball. But uh, Jordan Henderson had to sprint back and clear it off the line. Uh, but yeah, as we said, Liverpool still remain top on goal difference, uh, but Man United have a game in hand. Now back over to the other weekend results. Tottenham played Leeds United on Saturday lunchtime, and it was Jose Mourinho's side that ran out three uh, 0 winners. A penalty from Harry Kane just before the half hour mark, and then a second from Hyun-min Son two minutes before half time, and then a third from Toby Alderweireld uh, five minutes after the break sealed all three points for Mourinho's side. However, they did finish with 10 men after Matt Doherty picked up a second yellow card in stoppage time. Um, well, we know where surprising this. I mean, Son and Kane are just lethal, aren't they? I was talking about latest performance. Well, well done, lads. Well done. Well done. <laughs> you plant your eye just once again. Well done. Yeah. You lose us. Just it all over. It's at a point I just can't take it seriously anymore. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, Leeds' fault because it's just they're just peddling this idea. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, like they might play some of the best attacking football in the league you've ever seen. That might uh, nobody gives two shits if they're conceding goals and losing games. Mm. Like, oh, you've played really well. Yeah, but. Yeah. So, as I it's always say, when the battering West Brom five nil, yeah, you know you have to criticise them when they lose to, a, you know it's six two, and yeah, top three now. Yeah, you have to. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah. I mean, we've been criticising every other team that loses this season. Why don't we deserve to criticise Leeds and yeah. like uh, their performances? Because it's, for me, I I just don't understand the sky hype around it. Like, yeah, they're playing good, but if they're not winning the game, then you need to look and, like, say, right, the incident for the penalty, was there any need for the foul to be committed? For me, I don't think there was. Because it was Alioski that brought down uh, Stephen Bergvine. Uh, I think he could have made a better tackle if he stayed on his uh, feet. And then uh, Hyung Min Son, uh, again, good goal. You could say Leeds defending could have been better for it. And then um, it shows they hadn't paid much attention to the halftime team talk as they conceded within five minutes. Yeah, I only took, and... one, th- I only took one thing from this, and it's that Jose Moreno loves the Villa. <laughs> yeah, that was a strange comment at the end of the game saying. You're scared of us? Have you not uh, seen his record against us over the years? 
No, what's he's, is, the, has he got the, a bird record? We are, in a way, he's bogeying. Really? In in some slight way. <laughs> Very strange. Um, the result sees Spurs into fourth place um, on 29 points and uh, Leeds are down into 12th on 23 points. Uh, next up, saw Crystal Palace welcome Sheffield United to Selhurst Park, and it was uh, the Eagles that won 2 0. An early goal from Jeffrey uh, Schlupp, and then a great goal from Rabiche Eze uh, just before half time sealed the three points for Roy Hodgson's side. Um, Sheffield United just look down and out, don't they? Put them at staff, he's already dead. <laughs> just put him out of the misery now. Yeah, I mean, we always say like uh, these teams need miracles to happen, but they need more than a miracle to help them out this year because they are struggling so bad. Even the vaccine couldn't save them. I don't even. It's one of them where they would need some sort of like mega takeover what and be able that? to spend money. Well, yeah, but I mean, like Man City type of money to help them out. But, um, yeah, good result for Palace. A very good goal from Everbeach ASA. It's very similar to uh, the Hyung Min Sun goal that won uh, the Pushkash Award for Goal of the Year last year. Not I as mean, obviously so, high quality, but so still a good goal. ASA went past two players. Son went past five. Yeah. And was at the other end of the pitch. Well, yeah, but... Still right, a good not discrediting it, very good goal, still. Mm. Uh, the results sees Palace... Shot. Yeah, it was absolutely abysmal from uh, Sheffield United. Uh, the results sees Palace clump to 14th on 22 points, and obviously Sheffield United remain bottom with two points, having endured the worst start to a uh, Premier League season ever. Uh, and then it was a surprisingly entertaining game at the Amex Stadium as Brighton played Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, the game finished 3-3. Brighton's goal scorers were Aaron Connolly, Neil Morpay from the penalty spot and Lewis Dunk. And then Wolves' goal scorers were Roman Sice, a Dan Byrne own goal and a Ruben Neves penalty. Um, you got to say, Dan Byrne had a very entertaining 69 minutes while he was on the pitch. Man was going for the. Who was he? I can't remember who else he was always reckoning or throwing like the worst game in Premier League history. Because he scored like two own goals or something. Didn't David Luiz have that like against Man City? Like, didn't he, sc- he score? That's goal up against... there as well, but he, there was another one. I can't remember. But yeah, it was a shocker from <laughs> Dan Burn. He was getting rooted. I mean, there's no surprise. He got hooked with 20 minutes left uh, by Graham Potter. But I mean, yeah, that was a roller coaster of a game for um, both sets of fans. You got to say, um, very disappointing for Wolves. You got to think that's a game they should be winning. Uh, last season, you'd say they would have easily won that game, but this season, Wolves were just—they can't find that final gear to win these type of games now. No, it's weird. I thought so. I thought three-one. What they got this, but then they just screwed it up. Mm. Okay. It's very strange from them. Um, but I've just, I've, I've got it. That was it. It was Jonathan Walters against Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah, 
It was, I think he said it was an own goal. Missed a penalty. Yeah, missed the missed penalty right at the end. And... I thought it was two own goals and a missed penalty. Yeah, two, yeah. I was reading for it. It was two own goals and a missed penalty at the end. Yeah, that was back yeah. in 2017, I want to say. I don't know. It feels like watch earlier. Between 2015 and 2017, I want to say that uh, incident for John Waters. But yeah, um, the result sees Wolverhampton Wanderers slip down to 13th on 22 points and Brighton remain outside the relegation zone on 14 points, having played two more games than Fulham. The final game of Saturday saw West Brom and Jalbion welcome Mikel Arteta's side to the Hawthorns on what was a uh, snowy pitch, uh, Hard conditions, unless your name's Kieran Tierney. It looks something from the NFL. Tierney did open the scoring for Mikel Arteta's side, and then Mikel Sacco added a second just before the half time break, and then a uh, brace in the second half for Alexander Lacazette gave the Gunners all three points. Um, so much for them, Big Sam, Arsenal being a relegation. Big Sam's blue one army. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal being in a relegation battle with you, Sam. It doesn't seem to be the way now, does it? Arsenal well, are six off top four. I hate this season. And only three points behind Chelsea. If they get top four this season, my God. <laughs> okay, okay, which is which would be worse? United winning the league or Arsenal getting top four? Well, obviously, I'm going to say Arsenal getting well, top no, four. I know what you're going to say. Why would you ask me that question? No, no, I instantly realised that. <laughs> You, That's for people listening to this, Marcus. Which would you rather have? Uh, I think they would... Well, we know what you would like. <laughs> Just... Okay, what would you prefer? Man United winning the league or Arsenal getting fourth? Can I have neither? I mean, technically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you had to choose one of the two. I'd say United winning the league, so Villa can still get top four. And Arsenal can still be the banter club. No, that, that's over. That's already over. Yeah, they'll still... They'll still for now, it's some... already over. It would give us some banter. But yeah, uh, they've looked good under the last three weeks. Um, it's, you got to say, it's definitely uh, the way they're playing with that uh, line-up now uh, with Emil Smith-Rowe, Bakaya Saka. Uh, them two are definitely looking good. And then... The class of 2020. 2020 yes. And then the two centre-backs of Pablo Murray and Rob Holding have looked quite decent in the last few games. And they've still got William Saliba, if they ever want him. Well, he headed out on loan to Nice yesterday, um, after we recorded our transfer special, which you can listen to on YouTube and elsewhere. See, but, set you um, up thank you. Could we take uh, extra... <laughs> Great chances. Yes, the youngster headed out on line to uh, Nice for the remainder of the season without a buy option. Um, and then the second, oh no, not the second game. The first game on Sunday after the Burnley Fulham one was postponed saw Newcastle welcome Brendan Rodgers' side to the St James's Park. Um, very quiet first half. Uh, what well, it was the second half where it got lively. Five minutes. No, 10 minutes after the restart, James Madison scored for uh, the Foxes. And then 18 minutes from time, Yuri Tielemans doubled their lead. However, they couldn't uh, keep a clean sheet as eight minutes from time, Andy Carroll scored uh, a consolation goal. But it wasn't enough as Leicester walked away with all three points. Um, Leicester 
just kept it cool, calm and convincing, really. Which is exactly what they do away from home and not at home, which is just a weird one. But, yeah. Yeah, you would expect them type of performances to be at the King Power rather than the other way round them being uh, away from home. Uh, the result sees Leicester stay into third place, or stay in third place, not stay into third place, that makes no sense there. Uh, whilst Newcastle are down in 15th, but they have played a game less than the few teams above them on 19 points. And then the final game that we haven't talked about, um, which actually yeah, we, didn't disappoint. we've left this still last, I don't know. No, neither do I actually. I don't know why I've left it so late. But uh, for once, we'll get a good kickoff out of it. Yeah. However, the 4.30 kickoff for once on Sky didn't disappoint. Well, I mean, it did disappoint for Chelsea fans. But <laughs> it depends on the side we're looking at this from. For the neutral and Man City fans, it de- definitely, did, definitely didn't disappoint as Manchester City run out 3 1 winners at Stamford Bridge goals Elko Gundogan, Phil Foden and Kevin De Bruyne inside the first 35 minutes handed City the win um, I know we were talking about Mikel Arteta being under pressure and is he that good of a manager but now you've got to say the same about Frank Lampard dear oh dear <laughs> oh, this man I don't want to be like everyone else to say he's a fraud but Questions now need to be asked because this was not normal. No, they no. could have been battered like six or seven. It was absolutely horrendous from him. I mean, from the get go, it just looked like City could score, like you say, six or seven goals. And Chelsea were very fortunate that they didn't. Uh, I don't even know what to say about Chelsea results recently. I mean. It's just. Here it is. It's as much as Thiago Silva is known for, like, captain and all that. That team couldn't look more like they're missing a leader. And he's too busy being your assistant manager now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I 100% agree. They don't have a proper leader in that squad. I think it's because it's fairly a new squad. I mean,. It, well, it's one of these that Egola Kanzo's turned into a pile of dross. Yeah. He's not as half as good as he used to be. Um, but, yeah, looking at that Chelsea squad, it is a bunch of fairly new players. I mean, Mendy was bought in the summer, Chilwell was bought, Silva was bought, uh, Werner and Ziyech were bought in the summer, Pulisic has recently joined them. Uh, so the only long-standing players are Mateo Kovacic who's been there for a few seasons now N'Golo Kante, Cesar Azpilicueta Kurt Zuma and uh, Mason Mount I think so, so the, the sympathy train stopped with Werner yeah I mean I don't even know what to say about uh, he's uh, he's just struggling really really badly isn't he it's Torres like, isn't it? Morata like as well. I mean, yeah, Torres. for Chelsea, doesn't it? <laughs> they sign a player for over fifty million a striker, and they just struggle in recent years. Obviously, them three that we've mentioned. 
Well, yeah, history, you could say Shevchenko was always like that. Yeah. He was really like that. Um, Nicholas Anelka? Nah, not as much Anelka. Not as much, but he didn't have as good of um, runners. I think many of us are expecting to. No, I think with, with the, those other four that we've mentioned, I don't think Anelka's near it. Yeah, but um, time definitely seems to be running out for Frank Lampard now. I mean, there was talk that... Well, you seem to think so. You've put the sacking article on the drafts already. <laughs> I, I think he's gone. For me, I think it won't be too long before they get rid of him. I mean, the Athletic were reporting um, after that game that the Chelsea are already looking at alternatives should he get the sack. Um He's got the worst points per game record under uh, the Roman Abramovich era, getting 1.67 points per game. Don't just see mental. Yeah. You look at all the managers that have come, and you feel like a bit worse. Mm. I mean, uh, in the papers today, there's a few names that have been uh, drawn up should he get the sack. Uh, and former PSG manager Thomas Tuchel uh, is on the list. Uh, Can I get can I guess Allegri's in there as well? Yep. Can you guess any others? Mark Hughes. No. <laughs> uh, Brendan Rodgers, Ralph Hasenhutl. Brendan, go there. And Andrei Shevchenko. Is Shevchenko too busy in politics? He's the Ukraine manager. Yeah. Because most Ukraine like football legends seem to be in politics there. No. Um, so, yeah, I think... It'll be interesting to see how much longer Frank is given at the club uh, before Abramovich does make the decision to sack him. For me, I think he's maybe got another two, three games. Well, if you lose to Morecambe. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a couple more games left in him. I need the last thing because I told you about this. Mm-hmm. It was a poll that I saw. It was a joke poll. Nothing to be serious, but it was more the comments that made me laugh on it. Because the poll was done. Who has done a better job? Frank Lampard or Boris Johnson? <laughs> I mean... I, just, uh, oh, I saw it when the results came up. It was Boris Johnson with 70%. <laughs> 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 That's really... <laughs> oh, That's brilliant. I mean, then again, one blames everything on everyone else and the other is the Prime Minister. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, look at that poll. It's like choosing whether to be punched in the head or kicked in the balls. Yeah, it's a lose-lose situation. If he is he given, like we say, I think Mork. If they definitely, if they lose to Morkham, I think he's one hundred percent gone this weekend. Um, but if not, then it's really surprising if he stays in the job for much longer. If mm. the results keep going the way they are. Because, I mean, at this rate, they all fall below Arsenal, who two minutes ago we were calling relegation. Uh, <laughs> is it, it feels like it was two minutes ago. <laughs> I know, it was two minutes ago, yeah. It was actually like two, three weeks ago, and they've it, since changed it, it their form like, around. We said that last year. Leave the door now, and don't ever come back, and let it hit you on the way out for that awful joke. It's weird, that's exactly what Roman Abramovich will tell Frank Lampard. <laughs> Well in, well done, well done. Um, yeah, so that's all the Premier League wrapped up uh, this weekend. Uh, elsewhere in the world of football, uh, La Liga came back after its short break. Um, the big 
teams, Real Madrid and Atletico both winning. Real Madrid winning 2-0 against Celta Vigo. Marco Asensio and Lucas Vasquez with the goals for Zinedine Zidane's side. Atleti won 2-1 against Alaves, Luis Suarez and Marcos Lorente. Back in for Diego Simeone's side. Uh, however, Alaves did play uh, the last half an hour with 10 men after Victor Lagardia got a straight red card. And just a one win sneak, but uh, really played that well. Um, Frankie de Jong goal, the three points for Ronald Koeman's side. So Atleti remain top on 38 points. Uh, Real are two points behind them and played two more games. Uh, Real Sociedad sit in third. Uh, they with Osasuna this weekend, Villarreal are in fourth, and Barcelona are down in fifth. Um, gotta say, it's still Athletes to run away with. It does seem like it. I didn't know they were all back this week, so I missed everything. Yeah, they came back uh, on Sunday, so that is when that returned. Um, and then over in Italy, they also returned on Sunday from their little two-week international break. Um, Inter Milan beat Crotone 6-2. Goals from Ashraf Hakimi, Altaro Martinez uh, getting a hat-trick, uh, Romelu Lukaku, and then an own goal from Luca Marone that sealed the three points for Milan. Uh, Roma managed a 1-0 win over Sampdoria, Edin Dzeko getting their goal. Napoli beat Cagliari 4-1. Lorenzo Insigne scoring a penalty. Herven Lozano, Piat or Lozinski getting a brace for uh, the side from Naples. AC Milan beat Benevento 2-0. Rafael Liao and Frank Kessi scoring the goals, but they did play the whole second half and the last 15 minutes of the first with 10 men after Sandro Tonali got a straight red card. And... Juventus beat Udinese 4-1 thanks to calls from Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Frederic Chiesa uh, and Paolo Dybala. Uh, Ronaldo got a brace uh, for Andrea Pirlo's side. So AC Milan are still being like the AC Milan of old. It really does feel like we've gone back in time. Man, you know, they're going to win the league again and now AC Milan are on top. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very strange time in the world of football, especially after both teams' recent years where they haven't looked like winning uh, a league title. The nostalgic times are coming back. <laughs> um, I don't think anything else has happened in the world of football unless I've completely yeah. missed it. Um, no, I mean, you, you didn't, we didn't need to go through the whole Bundesliga other than that moment for Frankfurt or Leverkusen. Uh, I'm also talking um, Nadia Mamiri going for the postcast already. By Leverkusen. Leverkusen. It was against Frankfurt, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what confused me. I mean, what a goal that was from him. It's something that you'd see someone scoring on FIFA. It's... That's the kind of thing I've always just tried in the park just because I'm an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of them goals where oh, I'm going to try and get <laughs> Unbelievable finish from Amiri. However, it wasn't enough as uh, Frankfurt would go on to win the game, the game 2-1. Uh, Amin Yunus scored and an own goal from Edmund 
Kapsch Sober sealed the three points for Frankfurt. Obviously, the big sides, Leipzig managed a 1-0 win over Stuttgart. Danny Olmo with the goal for Leipzig. Dortmund beat Wolfsburg 2-0 thanks to a goal from Manuel Akanji and Jaden Sancho getting his first of the year. And Bayern Munich came from uh, 2-0 down to beat Mainz 5-2 with... Uh, Joshua Kimmich, Leroy Sane, Nicolas Sula, and a brace from Robert Lewandowski sealing the win for the Bavarian side. Right, um, that is it for the world of football uh, results-wise. We don't have a did you say that this week. No, (laughs) because... Everybody's said everything. Yeah, and not a really lot that has actually happened. Yeah, not really, but... This is where I have, quite literally, an alternative game. Yep. So we were discussing this beforehand. The alternative game, we will both of us choose one game and then we get the other person to guess how many players were in this team from that game. It's always a nice nostalgic look at some of the teams in the past as well. Yeah, that's fine with me. Did you want to go first with this one or...? Uh, no, I'll let you, you give me the team and I'll predict it. Uh, see how yeah. many players I can name. Obviously, we're not allowed to uh, look it up ourselves. Because like you've got your game ready, haven't you? Yep. So I've gone. The game is AC Milan versus Liverpool. From 2005? 2007. Oh, the year. May, 2007. The Olympic Stadium in Athens, the Champions League final. Yeah, which so name Milan? Me, name me the AC Milan team. How many of them can you name? Um, this is a squad, by the way. I think I could probably. And just that this is subs as well. Ooh, do we want? Do we want to do that actually? Yeah, we can do subs as well. I Bonus think I point can... for the manager, but you can't oh. say the manager until you've named all the players. You... Right. I okay. I think I could probably do about eight to ten. Eight to ten of the eighteen. Yeah. Um, so. Name them. Kaka would have been in that team. Kaka is in there. Seidorf. He's in there. Dida. He's in there. Ignacio Abate. Defender. Ignacio Abate. Yeah. He's not in there. Really? You fucked it already. <laughs> um. You get. We'll make this for you get. Three guess you can you can't have three wrong guesses. Okay. Um I can't think of the strikers in that team now. Uh da, 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 da. Maldini? Maldini's in there. Captain El Capitan. Oh my god, this is struggling here. Uh da, 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 da. Mason oh, Milan, two thousand. Remember the phone number. What was your phone number you said? Eight to ten. You need one, really. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with eight now, based on how bad I've done. Um, was Shevchenko a part of the AC Milan team then? Shevchenko wasn't. That's your second. Uh, one more mistake and it's over. Oh, my God. This is a lot harder than I was expecting. Oh, if, only you gave, if only you gave me that Liverpool team, I think I would have probably got a few more. Oh, sorry. Just trust me. Look at that Liverpool team. I don't think you would. <laughs> Really? There's some shockers in there. 
was uh, Clarence Seedorf in that AC Milan team? You said Seedorf. Did I? Yep. Um, Trust me, there's like three or four in here that are massive. My mind has gone completely blank here. I can't think of any AC Milan player from that era now. Are you passing then? Yeah, my mind's going on. You passed. That means I only need to get four players for the team. <laughs> Not five. I don't need to get five then. The starting oh, no. eleven of this man team. Dieter in goal. At right back was Massimo Odder. In the centre backs, you had Maldini, mm-hmm. the legend. His centre back partner was Alessandro Nesta. Nesta. I just can't think a of dream partnership. Yeah, my mind went completely blank there. Left back Marek Jankolovsky, and it. How you didn't get this sense of it, Perry? Actually, the three of them. But you said you didn't say any of them. Have you just got one? Perlo, Gattuso, and Brasini. Oh, you uh, Oh, no. And you missed that in Zaggy. And Kaka. No, you said Kaka. Did I? He's Kaka yes, inside Kaka. for your first one, too. Yes. Oh, the bench is like you forgot Kaffer. Yeah. Serginia. He's a no-name. And Alberto Gilardino. Oh, oh, my God. And then if you'd have guessed the eight, I would have allowed you to guess the manager for a bonus point, which would have been Angelotti. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that means I only need to name five. Oh, do I? Do I? Well, I feel like that's too easy now, the game I was going to go. A, I offered you the chance to go first. But obviously we'll switch this if we keep doing this, we'll switch it and I'll go first next time. Yep, right. I want you to name as many players as you think you can from the 2004 Manchester United FA Cup winning squad against Millwall. <laughs> what a game. <laughs> okay. oh. United went on to win 3-0. I'm so, I'm so glad you didn't ask about that Millwall team because I would have been able to name two of them. So I'll just uh, Team K on Dennis Wise in that team. That's all I know. And so, the, the man that went on to manage them afterwards was Neil Harris as well. Yeah. That was it. Uh, so, man, you in goal. No, actually, no, nine goal. I only need to find five, but I think I could name more. Okay. So, R- Ronaldo. Yep. What to say, Wayne. Shrek's nope. in there. But Shrek's nope. not in there. Not nope. another bench. Nope. That's one last then. <laughs> Shit. Uh, it was before he joined. Oh, that it's not Nistro then? Yep. Rhea? Nope. Ferdinand's not in there. Nope. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't follow this. All right, Scalzi. That's too long. Yep. Gary Neville. Yep. Is that for... Yeah. So we've drawn them. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, I've got to get one more, surely. Oh, yeah. I don't see that. I feel like the goalkeeper's obvious, but I, I can't. <laughs> there's a midfielder there as well. Oh, there's one I'm thinking of, but I feel it's way too soon. Uh, Who are you going with? Fuck it, I think Roy Keane's in there. Oh, you just sneaked it. Well done. Oh. Yeah, that, so the I'm team... going to go with the random game. Is it too soon for Darren Fletcher? No. Fletcher's in the team. Well, so I wanted to go Phil Neville as well. Amongst the substitutes. Uh, so, yeah. 
I think the bench goal is Roy Carroll. Yep. I don't know if the starting was. It's whether that's too early for Van der Sar. It is. Oh, it is Van der Sar. No, it's too early for Van der Sar. Uh, uh, it's not Barthes. Nope. American. American. Played for Everton as well. It's Tim Howard. Yeah, Tim Howard. When did he play for Man U? He was there before Van der Sar. Oh, um, I forgot this. Before he went to Everton. He was there between 03 and 07 at Man United. I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Is it the joy of this game? <laughs> so it's Tim Howard in goal, Gary Neville right back, Wes Brown and Mikel Silvestre are centre-backs, John O'Shea at left back, right midfield Ronaldo, centre-mids of Fletcher and Keane, left mid of Ryan Giggs. Giggs. Okay, I knew that was an obvious one. Second striker is Paul Scholes, and then the lone centre... Scholes is second striker. Yeah, or centre-attacking mid, and then the lone striker of Ruud van Nistelrooy, and then on the bench you said Roy Carroll and Phil Neville. You could have Nicky Butt, Eric Jemba Jemba. Oh, fucking legend. And the current manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, again. Yes. I almost want to miss, did you see that more often, just every night? <laughs> uh, that final was played at the Millennium Stadium as well, as uh, Wembley was getting done up before they moved. And that was the last FA Cup final Man United won for a long time, before they beat uh, Crystal Palace. So there's a little fact for you. Um <laughs> I don't think there's anything else that we've missed uh, about in the world of football. Obviously, we'll be back later on in the week uh, to preview this week's Premier League games. Premier League and, games? Sorry, FA Cup games. It's the greatest weekend in the English football calendar, how dare you? Yes, that's my bad. Um, <laughs> we will also have uh, the WSL back after its two-week winter break. Uh, so some games to look forward to there. And anything else, we'll also have our second transfer uh, news show of the week uh, a little later on. Um, Hopefully there's some big stuff happening or have happened by the time we go to record it. If you're following the Don himself, Fabrizio Romano, then David Alaba is going to be a talking point. David Alaba will probably be a talking point throughout the whole window, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, so before we do sign off, though, we'll have a quick look back at our predictions league, um, as I did mention it briefly. So Tottenham versus Leeds. Uh, I went with 1-0 to Spurs. You went with 2-1 Leeds. Uh, so That's the last time I predicted them, the fucking <laughs> arseholes. So that is... Uh, Two points there for me, none for you. Brighton Wolves, Brad, you get it right with it being a draw, so you got two points there. I didn't get any. Uh, Newcastle, Newcastle, Leicester, I get three score, uh, three points, not three scores, uh, three points as I got a correct score with it being 2-1. You only get uh, two for it being a Leicester win. Uh, Chelsea, Man City, we both get nothing because we both predicted draws, though I did get the amount of goals the one right. one time I go for the nil nil and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did get the amount of goals right. I went with 2-2. Two, two. Well, obviously, we get no points. You get for... no... Bruce, Bruce said this, but you nothing in this game for a bit. <laughs> uh, Burley Fulham, as we said, was postponed. And then uh, Southampton Liverpool last night, we both get no points. 
as we neither of us predicted a Saints win. So that leaves you on 28 points and me still ahead on 49. Obviously, this weekend we'll do so I'm not six... 29 at some point. No. You sure? <laughs> Positive, because I update it like after every game that we've done in Predictions League. That's what worries me. <laughs> I don't think I've messed up. Right. Um, so obviously later on in the week we will do more than likely FA Cup predictions. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm keeping an eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I have messed up uh, and you can hear it in one of the other podcasts, then because yeah, I don't recall do. being 20 points behind. <laughs> yeah, you have been. Um, yep, so we'll be back later in the week to do our transfer show and our Premier League, uh, FA Cup 3 need to get Premier League out of my head this weekend. Well, let's know uh, how you think of this tournament. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the preview show. Um, make sure you like, comment and subscribe wherever you are listening to uh, this podcast and uh, we'll be back in a few days' time. So enjoy the rest of the week and staying safe and keeping yourself entertained, whatever that may be, especially if you're in the United Kingdom, considering there's not a lot you can do, except listen to old episodes of this. Well, Eric Aldo said he best, didn't he? Life's yep. a piece of shit. <laughs> when you look at it, you can laugh and cry. Um, can't think of the rest of the lyrics. I never do a cover version of this. <laughs> However, we do know, uh, especially in the UK, there's nothing to enjoy. At least the football's still on, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apart from the football and getting to listen to us. Oh, the joy. <laughs> yes. Some things in life are bad, they can certainly make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble. Give a whistle, and this will help things turn out for the best. And always listen to the Off the Crossbar podcast out twice a week. Yes, I've just done a new version of that song. And that is where we're going to end. And I'm just about to walk away now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so uh, we'll see you later on this week. And it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Brad. Uh, If I haven't died by the end of the week, you'll know. (laughs) We'll see you soon.